please enjoy this little bit from the Weird Things pre-show, which they reference a few times in the show. So enjoy just a couple of minutes of some weird IRL stuff before we get into your weird things. Thank you. I, I don't even know if I should tell you the story that just happened or if I should save it. it Brian Brushwood is the one of the weirdest F-wording people that has ever lived on Earth. We go to the same coffee place uh, after lunch on Mondays every week. And for whatever reason, Brian is insistent on just being weird while ordering and so this time... Define weird. Like so, a funny voice? No. So, Might I have a mochaccino, Okay, please? no, no, no. Here's what happened the last time. The last time we were there... Mother, I would like a frappe. He he hands a $5 bill over me and says, oh, yes. Hey, here's a tip. This cheap prick doesn't want to give you anything. Uh, and he hands it over me <laughs> to the barista in the window. It's a drive-thru, right? Mm. So this time... <laughs> We're in. The, we're at the the speaker, and he and, and and I'm like, oh, what do you want? He's like, oh, a small hot chocolate, and I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm like, oh, a small hot chocolate and a large strip coffee. And Brian goes, uh, excuse uh, me. Wait, wait, hold on. Uh, to be clear, what I said was, you told him about the the penny, right? Oh yeah. Because I had to get you as you well. You had to get me involved, and so he goes, you told him about the penny, and uh, I'm like, what? And he's like. <laughs> Uh, uh, can you do me a favor? And now he's yelling at the thing. He's like, can you do me a favor and take a penny out of the register oh and put it in the hot chocolate? Chimney. Uh, and there's, uh, and also this place is like, they hire children. Like everybody there is aged 14 to 15. Like they are like entry level jobs. They're all fresh, freshly scrubbed young Christian people that like work at this like thing. And so, we, like, they're like, um, we don't have any change in the register. <laughs> and Brian's like, okay, so no pennies? And they're like, no. It's like, okay, all right. And then I'm trying to just not be got by Brian on the way out. I'm like, so that was a no on the pennies. And they're like, yeah. And so, okay, blah, 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 we get our stuff. Uh, we're, we're waiting at the window and Brian is like, oh, man, I was checking my pockets. I don't have any change. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I noticed that in my car, there is only one piece of change, and it is a penny. Oh. And so he takes <laughs> he holds, <laughs> No. Come on, uh, man. Let me just. Uh, here's, here she is. <laughs> He takes the penny and in front of the kid who is who looks to be all of 11 uh just gets handed his uh, uh uh hot chocolate and then waits until the kid opens the lid waits until the kid is looking at him so he can theatrically kerplunk the 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 penny into the hot chocolate closes the hot chocolate and just starts drinking it in front of the kid as we pull away and now, and now he has to go wash his hand audio listeners he said this he needed to pull out the penny so bad that his hand is covered in foam. He, he looks like he works at a cattle ranch doing the worst <laughs> job possible. The weirdest dude. The weirdest dude. Alrighty. Uh, we ready to do some weird things? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Finally, some weird things. <laughs> yeah. 
Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Reed Amin, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello, hello. Mr. Brian Brushwood. Ahoy! And Bryce Castillo. And hello there. Gentlemen, um, I don't know what you thought about the Batman, but apparently the advanced marketing for the Batman sequel is insane. Uh, is oh, it? Like, like, are they doing an ARG or something, or...? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's connected to it because there's no such thing as a coincidence unless it's a coincidence, as yeah. somebody once said. I mean, how I often think. could that happen? Once? Twice? Uh, I Eight, mean... Nine, ten, twelve yeah. times? Yeah. okay. Yeah, that, uh, see, now we're seeing is a that trend. Not a co- that can't be a coincidence. Oh, that's a coincidence. Right? I'm gonna, I'm Even if it's start, out of a thousand? I'm going to start... It starts with the words Florida. Okay. Go on. As all good things do... In zoo, love okay. it. Okay. Spider monkey with Batman markings born at Florida Zoo. Oh yeah, I did see this. Have so, you seen this? I, we gotta I have, look at I, this monkey. This monkey has a a bat symbol on his little on his little face. <laughs> okay. Is hold on. <laughs> is that the kind of thing with like genetic engineering? You could get like a, a talented barista to just sort of sculpt something on the face. Of, it would be uh, funny if it were just eyeliner, right? Like, <laughs> just spray paint. They just put a stencil on that monkey's face and just spray painted the Batman logo on it. Also, uh, uh, before we uh, shower this with praise, which it deserves, uh, consider a moment if the new version of the Robert Pattinson Batman revealed the fact that he has no mask and instead a tattoo of a bat across his face. Like okay, I'm imagining it, and it's I'm, very funny. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good vibe. I'm imagining <laughs> laughing a lot. <laughs> that, that'd be like Nightwing, though. That's good. The city's on fire. My face is tattooed. <laughs> I need some fleas. I'm going to eat some fleas I'm for the back of I mean, that's hair. a pretty good... Also, anyone have a banana? <laughs> I'm just going to climb around. a pretty around good bat simple on that monkey's face. It is a good... No, no, no. It, it, it actually is is almost... Uh, 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 it's got like a big flourish to it because it goes directly to the end, to each edge of the face. So it almost curls up like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a Spanish mustache. Maybe we're going about this wrong. Maybe the story is a love story and... This monkey encounters a bat with a monkey tattoo on its face. Mm, the bat with the monkey tattoo. Yeah, it's my favorite Swedish crime novel. <laughs> the uh, the proud parents is a 31 year old female named Rochelle and a 25 year old male named Shooter. And uh, wow, that seems well, that, oh. that that was that was a, I, I, that I, was a very uh, hipster story. By the way, I. I I am almost positive that 25% of the Florida population are the products of a Rochelle and Shooter. (laughs) (laughs) That is the name of a pop, was a popular bar in Fort Lauderdale, Shooters. Shooters, yeah. Yeah. Legendary. So uh, there you go. Just when you think nature's no longer full of surprises, said nobody, we get... A spider monkey. Exactly. Batman so, simple. I have been Spider Man, it would have been blown our minds. I, I, I do have a weird thingsy question here. I can't decide at what level of what creature the moral boundaries are on doing this. So we, we know this happened to be a coincidence, or, or let's say an accidental 
birthmark or what have you. Um, at what level of creature, like, I don't think I'd feel bad about a dung beetle that was swirled by a genetic barista to have, you know, like a hashtag on the back or something. Uh, but if this was done on purpose, I would have moral concerns. What are the boundaries for you guys? Are you talking about just like giving like, animals co purely cosmetic features that aren't going to impact its ability to socialize with other animals? Correct. Specifically for, for commercial money, interests. For money. Yeah. yeah. Li uh, living where, beings where, being Where are we at on tattooing animals for money? Like, like, like for example, you have the, uh, the ponies that are painted like zebras in Tijuana. Where are mm. we at on that one? Wow, I don't know if the painting uh, is interesting. Yeah, I mean, is if I'm a pony, like if you're gonna ask me what kind of pony work I want to do, you know, I have a friend that from back in high school. I think Justin and the family, like their family business, was like photography in like t pony photos. Like they take their pony around the neighborhood and put kids on it and take photos. Yep. Um, ponies uh, seemed happy. They're pretty chill. What what like, what about uh, outrageous Pomeranians with dyed hair and crazy, you know, punk rock? hairstyle cuts or something it's getting hair dye in your eyes stings like crazy so there's that mm. yeah i'm out on that you Wait. should go to jail if you do that to your dog <laughs> i think you should go to jail for suggesting it to be honest with i you. think that i think brian brush we should have jail. more people in jail i paid the fine <laughs> it was one penny bryce uh, i need you to make a citizen's arrest right <laughs> yeah. Woo, woo. yeah but but meanwhile officer bryce, bryce i didn't say throw a party i said make a citizen's <laughs> arrest oh, sorry that was stripper bryce let me get the real <laughs> it seems like you folks aren't paying attention to the law no, I, I i guess the what i'm trying to articulate is there's something about a chimpanzee or a monkey being close to human that makes this feel uh, and we know this was nature and not on purpose but if it was on purpose i think we would all be uh, uh, concerned uh, for a birthmark, yeah, though. I'm, or well, I mean, intentionally. I mean, exploitation. I mean, all all use of animals is an exploitation to some extent, and and it comes down to degree of where we're comfortable with it. And so, but you know, or but, I I don't know. The the I would levy all the same questions against like you know human genetic modification, right? Like. Is a birthmark, which is just cosmetic for a monkey, is that exploitative? And then on the flip side is if you genetically tinkered with a baby to get rid of, say, a birthmark or something cosmetic, well, would that be as exploitative? I would say if you're saying if it's to improve the chances of success, if you said, because you could look and say that people who have facial disfigurements, things like this, and sure. it's wrong. It's I know I had some friends that had a, a, they looked after a kid that had like a large uh, like port wine stain on her face. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I remember like I, I had like a chin trimmer when I was a kid and I remember just wanting to get rid of that chin trimmer because <laughs> sure. it was genetic and it was a thing that and people like, oh, I tell like, oh, no, that's who you are. I'm like, great. That's not going to help me in a job interview. That's not going to help me in the world. And I don't really want to be a vehicle for other people, how they think they should be the world. I remember having this conversation for like talking to one of the people, like uh, the babysitter, like, you know, like, yeah, I know they do a laser thing. It's like, oh, I think she's precious and special. I'm like, why don't you try having that? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you try having that for a while? And mm -hmm. then, you know, I think the ch ultimate child should have a choice to do that. And we could say, oh yeah, you want it to be a world where that's not a factor. We're not in that world. And it's not like changing the identity of the child, the race of the child, anything like that. It's literally, you know, so what if there was 
a, um, uh, I don't know, a, a concierge uh, 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 IVF treatment where, uh, you know, they would fertilize various eggs, they would screen for um, uh, uh, lung capacity, heart capacity, longevity, uh, all of, of the, the things that Basically, I'm describing Gattaca, right? So, so picture a very brave new world. Uh, yeah, correct, correct. Uh, and uh, imagine we've already settled the issue uh, because I know it's, of course, morally fraught to begin with. So, I already know I'm taking upsetting territory and then twisting it farther. But imagine a world where it's uh, generally just shrugged about people spending up to a million dollars for uh, making sure that they get the best version of their baby to give it the best possibilities in life and all that stuff. And then imagine somebody offers to cover that million dollar tab for the healthiest, longest living, most intelligent, strongest, um, uh, whateverist kid, but it would be born like all they want is that uh, and you could even get rid of it down the road, but it's going to be born with, hashtag golden palace uh birthmark <laughs> across the forehead like like is is that like is that wrong <laughs> is, is it is wrong, that wrong and how much wronger is it than the first part of what and i what, said it's what, way what would little golden palace say <laughs> i would say that from the point of view of like if you're the child if you're trying do you reasonably think that this child would be okay with this if you say andrew we're gonna make you a couple inches taller okay cool we're gonna do this oh and we're gonna give you this tattoo across your forehead it's like if they said, no, that's the only condition, that is the only way we could do these other things, I'd be like, well, okay, but did you have to give in so easily? It, well, it is it is a great concept for a sci-fi dystopian underclass, is that they yeah. all have, you know, some tattoo on their face because their parents wanted the extra, you know, 20,000 credits so they could... Imagine their great, great, great grandchildren, like long after all the businesses have gone defunct, when the words don't mean anything anymore. You yeah. Know, yeah. Somebody has an Exxon but, tattoo I, I, and that's good or bad compared to a Hershey's tattoo or whatever. But I would say that like the difference here is you're saying I'm doing these other things to provide a survival advantage. And this last thing I'm doing with this tattoo or this defect that's like well that's not clearly in the benefit of the child that's to somebody else's benefit so uh, i'd say that's j j just for fun and i'm not i i if, if, if it gets too when close i to think about tattooing children no, no, my no, 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 first no, no. thought is boy how fun i wish uh, it was if, cheaper if, if this gets too close to a, a, a i do it more often man if, i love if, it if this gets too heavy too fast i'll i'll, I'll tap out right. but it's like because we're already on very light <laughs> frivolous but, grounds about tattooing children for money what 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 about um named corporate scholarships merit-based scholarships oh that's uh, like, fine like uh, okay Okay. Yeah. I don't wear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear a scholarship the, 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 on my the, forehead. The, the John L's is Sir I mean, there uh, are scholarship for whatevers. Okay. Because like that happens in the legal world where they will pay for your school for you to work for them yeah, for an X Henry Ford time. tried some of this. Um, but what if, if you get the scholarship, you have to change your name? No, 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 no. But 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 like your social footprint ideas. does have a, it permanently attached to it that that you accepted the James L and and Janice J Hershey Foundation 
scholarship. scholarship and they put out is, all the press releases. Are you like talking about Hershey, genetic scholarships? Are they like bad they pay people? For these like, modifications? Well, no, no, no. But, but, but you you accept it, and then um, let's say Hershey turns out, you know, uh, to be embroiled in a uh, uh, an ecstasy factory mix-up that their version. Uh, yeah. and, Oops! And all ecstasy. Highly affected. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But but okay. it's well, we, like it's it's it, 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 what I'm doing is I'm I'm doing I mean, the classic. You know, it, it's actually of, of made. It, it, it's actually made in Ecstasy, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, I mean, I I don't know. Like, is context good or bad? Will we have context in this future? Does does it make does is will people understand if you got Hershey's money ten years ago before the big ecstasy thing when nobody knew else? Like like if if what you're offering is like, hey, there's gonna be a paper trail. Like, doesn't that paper trail create history and context for all of that paper? And and so, I think a version of it exists already now, just just not in the stark cartoonish form that I was proposing the question. Yeah. I have a, how would you like to go to an art school, like a teen summer camp art school, right? Oh, oh that, sounds, cool. that sounds and cool. I might have like a lot of, I'm a teen. A lot of faces <laughs> it's I could. summer. Summer's yeah. coming up. And drop, we're going to have a drop, nice lodge. Drop a penny. We're going to provide a nice lodge. There will be a nice lodge to stay at. Good. Okay. Like a camp. Great. I like that. There's only one catch. The name of this is the Jeffrey Epstein Scholarship Lodge. Oh, see? Gotcha. See? Okay, okay. Now we're playing the game. See? Yeah. All, right, all right. Andrew's on board. <laughs> I'm playing your game, <laughs> too. Am I on board this board? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, you're on board with the game of no. uncomfortable Bryce, line drawing. Bryce, Bryce, <laughs> Are you on board for accepting the Jeffrey Epstein Scholarship for this teen summer camp? No. Why? 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 Oh, look. Oh, you know what? The throwing best free money away. Oh, look at you I, making it rain. You know what? Big I don't have to answer ride. that because I have context for my answer. Mm, so, privilege. Uh, <laughs> seems well, like. I mean, like but I, I'll, I'm, I'll tell you what. It seems like that scholarship's been tightening its belt lately. Like, well, I, I would tell you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Way to watch you. <laughs> Hang there, Bryce. We, um, like, all so, of our cameras turned off when he said that, so I couldn't. I missed yeah, it. You know another thing. You know another thing about that scholarship. What? Remember? The Queen of England killed it. Oh jeez. <laughs> when we ever get too heavy, you just pull the ripcord, Brian. That's cool. <laughs> just whenever you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the full weight of the crowd's yeah. assassins making it look like a suicide. <laughs> too soon. Too Three. Soon. Yeah, two, all right. There one. we go. But, okay. but I, I, I think there is there, there are forms of this out there where you know your education will can be sponsored by businesses. Um, there, we, there are yeah. even scheme where uh, like people who get into finances for an X amount of time have to pay back or give a certain. Uh, percentage to, to when you look at, on the other end of the spectrum, you had Michael Milken who did jail time and then came out, and now the Milken Foundation's done a lot of wonderful. He's done a lot of wonderful things for cancer research. Oh, I don't, I've not, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, he's he is. Everybody I know I've met him. So he's a super nice guy. The whole, you know, I don't can't speak to legalities and since what what he when he, I've read the books on it, but like since then he's done a lot and philanthropic and like genuine real efforts to sort of you know cancer research etc and so he's a name that went from being this oh this this crooked guy the perception to 
genuinely trying to do a lot of beneficial things in a way that to me that seems very does seem genuine does seem very genuine yeah. because there's some people i've met who have uh including a person we just discussed previously who i've met who were more about trying to appear sincere about this but yeah milken is a cancer survivor etc you know so it, he's but he's putting a lot of good money to the causes that make sense and, and yeah i and, believe and so to, to direct like to help people that are dealing with it not just and an yeah empty funding and, academic budgets or anything well related you saw how uh wikipedia turned down the idea of doing bitcoin donations oh, uh, was that, was no. that on uh environmental grounds uh that was one of the reasons was yes was that there's that basically but i don't know if they were really how specific they were versus are they against only cryptocurrencies that were from proof of work would they accept proof of stake because i think that would have been that was not quite clear to me and maybe that's my own ignorance there but i'm like if they're bounding just outright any kind of cryptocurrencies um that to me when there are number ones that are for background proof of work is where you do the large computations which are by design costly and expensive and use a tremendous amount of energy Proof of stake is basically uses algorithms to determine who's minted or controlled the largest number of these coins to sort of determine the value for them. I just grossly underrepresent them, but one is basically energy intensive, the other one is not. Yeah. And so that is the argument to uh, cryptocurrency is bad because it's killing the environment is that this other format, proof of stake, is, is not intentionally trying to use. Well, and, and that opens up a really interesting thread because this makes sense from. Uh, in crass terms, a branding perspective, because right now it is known that uh, this is highly energy consumptive. And right now we assume that that eventually means more fossil fuels being burned, which means uh, uh, we assume a, a, a bad state for the environment. Um, but in a hundred years, let's say everything's solar or there's fusion or energy is, 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 is free and clean and, and we've scrubbed the environment. Um, boy, what a weird, uh, not to reduce it to the trite phrase, but the question is how will history judge this, you know, because well, it, I, in the moment it feels very, very understandable and right. Oh, I would, I would, I would say that with proof of stake where it's not energy intensive, I would say that they said, okay, we're not going to accept proof of work, but we will accept proof of stake, which is the ones that are not using the intensive algorithms. I would be like, okay, that's more nuanced because I get like Tesla bought a bunch of Bitcoin, then controversial got out of Bitcoin and Tesla sort of, you could tell internally Tesla, there was an argument of like, we're trying to build clean energy systems and Bitcoin is a very, very dirty coin as far as CO2 production. Or, or but, at least that's the, the current reputation with the current system, right? And, and there's nothing to say that uh, uh, if energy transformations were to occur, let's say there's a giant solar panel satellite that does nothing but have a bazillion D processors that are calculating Bitcoin, then, then it wouldn't be affecting the environment. Yeah. And there, I mean, there, yeah, I think there again, and we shorter term, like the next version of Ethereum is proof of stake, which is not going to be the energy intensive version. And so like, if you said, okay, we'll accept any currency that's not proof of work, uh, I would be like, okay, that seems, you know, that to me seems very nuanced. Whereas here, like every time I get those pop up for some Wikipedia, help us raise money. I'm like, Oh, people were offering, you know, a lot of people were offering money to you. So, yeah. Yeah. A personal and, and then, appeal. That's, Jimmy that's Wales. <laughs> with his sad eyes. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, like, yeah. And also like the community 
voted on this. Like, like I'm, I'm, they've got like a very large discussion page about it on a lot of these issues and many more. Um, and they, yeah. that's, that, that's their, they that's on. their thing. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, mean, also, I, I don't know how, how much more. Is. I mean, they, they accept- well, I'm going to say, but then they're going to do a fundraising ask and you're going to be saying, Hey, help us raise funds. And mm-hmm. it's, and you're going to be like, well, cool. But in the way that we want, did people offer you this? Well, and, and why don't they take my self-esteem as currency? <laughs> why don't they take this big pile of dirt? It's worth something. Uh, Bryce has a big pile of dirt, man, that he's been trying to unload and he really wants to give it to Wikipedia. It's got to be good for me though. It's got to be on his <laughs> term. So you got to come with a pickup truck. No mm-hmm. hatchbacks. It's nope. weird. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. pick up Bryce's dirt. Uh, PO box four zero eight five one Kalamazoo, Michigan seven eight seven seven seven. There also is, I think, the worthy consideration of the fact that it's a fairly easy thing to translate Bitcoin into U.S. dollars. Uh, so it's like, don't give us the energy polluting, highly intensive cryptocurrency. Make sure to go to a third party market, exchange it for government backed dollars by the use of force, uh, depending on your political persuasion, built on the back <laughs> of imported slave labor. That would be <laughs> like, amazing. Uh, like, <laughs> it, so is, 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 is on you, that with the, the alternative thing? is crypto coins? <laughs> yeah. not, I will it, keep the dollar. Like, I will keep the first dollar. dollar Wait, that sounds so great. Is on, is oh, on, I'm on the opposite. I'll take the oh, dollar. Really? Bryce, you, yes. you, have, you have the Wikimedia thing up right now. Yeah. Uh, is anywhere on there just a thing about fiat currency and then just listing every atrocity that every <laughs> yeah. that every major like country has done so it's just like since since we went off the gold standard just yeah. the, yeah. oh, no, no, no. it's just like pounds you know, and the it's just like, like the, the, along the river yeah. were frequently drowned when the <laughs> oh, it's just like the pound east india tea company like <laughs> like the dollar slavery well, and and I guess the the big lesson turns is, out the word fiat shows up a lot. Uh, yeah, so, so they do when these when these crypto heads start to chatter. And I mean, again, uh, Tony, uh, I, I I I think the the thousand foot view on this begins to meet to my eyes begin to look like uh, this is less a discussion of uh, inherent moral rights or wrongs or whatever, but more. Uh, a reflection of the current public opinion about yeah. various things or what people are concerned with at any given moment. And I uh, think it's okay to be concerned about that. Sure. Like, I, yeah, I don't think that there's inherently wrong. It, it does get a little bit public tricky. Public opinion is a thing. Ryan it, was concerned about whether or not a penny was going to end up in his hot chocolate. All right. Uh, that's, I have to uh, conclude that story <laughs> now somewhere in this episode. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. Anybody can be concerned about whatever they want is my point. Yeah, are you yeah. sure? Yeah. yeah, but like I don't know. I I haven't heard a good thing about cryptocurrency yet. I would love to hear one. <laughs> so I would, that's well, where I'm at. I will. It, the theory, the, the advantage to cryptocurrency, Mike. The thing, the hopeful mm-hmm. part of it is the idea of the people who are unbanked. We live in part of the world yes. where it's easy for us to get things like bank accounts, things like this. And I'd say that's part of the unfulfilled destiny of cryptocurrencies. But the promise of that idea of people who live in very corrupt situations or places like this where they can't trust their monetary system or are excluded from it, that's what's exciting to me. That's what's exciting for me is those people getting there. But to your point, Bryce, like, that ain't happened yet. It's a bunch of people wearing flashy Rolexes <laughs> right. and nice cars and stuff yeah. and going bro, bro, bro to the moon. So I mean, like, there was... Uh, you Which know. is my new coin, by the way. I'm doing a drop yeah. tomorrow. Bro, bro, bro to the moon. Yeah, bro, bro, bro to the moon uh, is dropping... Uh, One penny at a time. It it just seems like a lot of materialism. I mean, the only thing I've seen, (laughs) 
the only thing that I've seen where there's like interoperability or kind of this dream of this being a financial uh, cross-platform no thing is the profile pictures on Twitter. Cool, you can show people you spent 50,000 bucks on JPEG. Oh, oh on, like, on the NFT well, stuff. Then, NFT stuff. I, 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 I mean, like, underestimating crypto or two different things. And Bryce, things. I think you're really short-selling the really positive impact it's had on the illegal gambling and drug market too. Right? Yeah. It's really changed a lot of lives <laughs> there. It's and really made it much a lot easier. Of it's been a you know, lot of yeah. exploitation, things like this. Uh, it's just finally. If if I know. may uh, jump on the hand grenade of this issue, um, uh, we are in a moment in 2022 mm -hmm. of uh, quite possibly uh, the greatest inflation uh, in the lives of most people hearing this right now. Um, uh, part of the inflation is by design, uh, there are a body of people who, uh, I, I don't know if they're elected or not, but they just shrug and say, numbers, num uh, uh, inflation go up now, slow down working. Uh, and that's fine, um, except for, and this becomes almost a religious discussion of, of like, is it okay to do things at the point of a gun, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, for, like the, the dollar Can has- Can you explain that? Uh, uh, the dollar has value because um, it used to be that the dollar had value because it was backed by uh, gold and the rarity of gold. Now, the problem with that is that, you know, maybe an asteroid lands filled with gold and all of a sudden gold is very, very cheap and effective or somebody discovers a spell you can cast that turns anything into gold and suddenly gold is worthless. Uh, we, we saw that happen with aluminum. Aluminum used to be one of the rarest, most interesting, most precious substances. Uh, For Napoleon our foreign had, audiences, uh, aluminum. That's, that's correct. Uh, 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 Napoleon had uh, aluminum silverware uh, at the time, and then somebody figured out a chemical process to make aluminum very, very cheaply, and it was suddenly worth nothing. So uh, the government said, we're not going to have us backed by any one uh, uh, mineral that, you know, who knows what will happen. So instead, it'll be based in the faith of our country. And the faith of our country, uh, uh, us all being Americans, is uh, based on our military might and our ability to have the Secret Service prevent counterfeiting or, uh, 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 you know, uh, illegal destruction of currency to alter our monetary supply. So basically, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm, there's a gap there. I feel like I didn't follow well, that. Yeah, I mean, the, the ability to make good on loans, yeah. you know, project backed by all of that. You said, you know, the idea is that we can borrow money now. We'll be able to pay off in the future because our economy is growing, et cetera. But yes, that's right. uh, the military. Uh, for example, Russia is in a tough spot because enough people have cut off relations with uh, Russia that they're in danger of defaulting on certain governmental loans, which uh, like yeah. their credit rating has gone down. Uh -huh. and, so, and so in general, that, that doesn't happen very often in, in the United States. But uh, what if it did, right? Uh, what, if, what if things got nutty enough? And so a hedge against that is cryptocurrency. So the, the way I described it to my parents in overly reductionist terms, please, uh, uh, everybody listening, be kind to me with this Write metaphor. right now. Uh, yeah. uh, the dollar has worked for the last hundred years or so, based on a really big gun pointed at everyone, not thre not threateningly, not threateningly, no, lazily. But there, there's only there's only one gun in the room, and it's the United States government saying we all agree a dollar's worth a dollar, right? And ain't none of us gonna copy a dollar and pretend to pass it off like a real dollar? Okay, cool, and that works until something terrible happens and and the government becomes destabilized. Whereas cryptocurrency. And again, this is an overgeneralization okay. works because everybody in the room, all four of us have two nine millimeter pistols pointed at each other. And we all agree, hey, 
a dollar's worth a dollar, right? A coin is worth a coin, right? Uh, and then if anyone tries to defect on that, uh, it doesn't go well because we all agree that, no, you can't decide that you don't owe that coin that you promised over or whatever. So in that regard, in the theoretical, and I understand there are a lot of practical difficulties to it, there, there, uh -huh. there is a, a, an exciting transformative benefit to the scarcity that cryptocurrency offers. You know, and, let me, and let me kind of add to that and say that like modern currency, it's, it's the US and our, our, our partners and even China with an agreed upon sort of, this is, we're agreed upon the value. So when all of us start printing money, we tell everybody this is what money is worth. And that is the problem. Like what we've had this inflation problem and say that like, like we, we have to negotiate with these other people who have guns too. Um, because if they say, ah, I don't know if your gun's going to really hurt me that much, and we got guns, but we do have to do that. But the end is the same effect, as you said, is that, as you look at right now, where we just, we, what do we do? We just print more money. We just went through this, regardless of the administration, and, political and, party. That's the solution. Uh, just print more money. To, to be clear, Bryce, uh, nothing I said takes anything away from your very legitimate complaint that this is some beanie babies crap that's happening right now with with everyone's uh, hype with crypto? about uh, yeah, yeah well yes about what's popular because uh, in the early stages of anything developing you have to argue over the very uh, various uh, uh, merits and demerits of various currencies and what's you know what's adopted by which famous person or mm -hmm. what what image and so on it's yeah, just it's, it's, I, I don't know I like I'm I'm certainly not super tie clued into all of the crypto news um etc so i only end up seeing the biggest stories which end up being like these accounts got hacked all of this money disappeared this coin was minted in a bad way and now we can't fix it or change it um and like i i'm like i'm not against the i think like on paper, like that's not you. You make a very good. There point. is no paper. It's in the computer, Bryce. Sorry, no, on, yeah, on yeah, notepad. It's in the computer. <laughs> on, yeah, that's but, a big thing you need to understand, though. It's a big thing. There's not a piece of paper in, like, in the computer. I, I just I, doesn't get it. Why <laughs> won't you understand it? Bryce, you're right. huge I'm thing. taking your side, Bryce. Yeah. I'm fully on like, your side. Like uh, uh, when there's an alternative, I would be happy to hear it. But right now, I have money in my pocket that can go buy me a burger, and it won't be valueless or worth well, 10 cars it. next and, week and that, oh, that big is burger reason, bryce. i actually don't bryce, even think bryce, i have cash on bryce me. i continue i have a penny if you need it uh, <laughs> oh, I got <laughs> bryce uh uh you are 100 percent correct in that the things you have learned about cryptocurrency uh in general right. seem to scare uh, or i don't want to say scare you away i have a limited you, you. you you're to, very terrified you're you're shaking don't, I, don't let him put words in your i have mouth. a limited perspective oh, no. on crypto right. and blockchains and i i clearly have put that on front well and 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 which is which is why they uh they're so volatile going up and down because literally a piece of news can fundamentally shape the the perceived worth of a thing and Everything is worth what you perceive it's worth. You know, if if you're dying in the desert, a glass of water sounds like it's worth ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's it's point out like we look at like you know you get these drops in crypto like ah it's only worth this now whatever. And it's also like somebody point like what did what did ten dollars buy you two years ago versus now? Right, and you look at probably like, a lot. Then, I mean, because it over the past ten years it is a pretty dramatic rise sure. and we had like inflation for certain prices just went up tremendously uh, and, and, and this, this is one the... chicken wing is what it buys oh, you that's right. Right. oh my god i hope you it has a bone one <laughs> i hope chicken it has bones. wings i actually uh, i actually stopped at a rural diner in ohio and uh, i i because when i'm on the road i only eat chicken wings it's a very bad <laughs> habit but uh i was like, like oh are the chicken wings good here and she's like yeah and she's like 
did you look at the prices? And it was like seven dollars. It was very, very cheap. But I didn't want to like be like, oh, I'm a <laughs> big Justin driving through yeah. rural so America, I, I was flashing just like, his wad. Yeah, I'm from I, Austin. Oh, we like, got twenty dollars. Sounds like a flyover yeah, state to me. Exactly. Man. <laughs> I said, I said, uh, uh, hustle up, poor. Uh, wings too sweet. Put, uh, put your Android phone away. I say. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash weird things is where you can go to support this show. Cash uh, out all your Bitcoin. Look, Change it to U.S. currency long enough to make them them Patreon We dollars. also will not take Bitcoin, but that's not because we don't want to. It's because Patreon does not support it. Uh, you can get uh, the After Things podcast before anybody else. Head on over there right now. Keep us doing this show and subsidizing the bizarre lifestyles that we lead. <laughs> Uh, by going and supporting the program. That penny so, was recycled. It's a recycled <laughs> I just, I'm, I, you know they're still going like, yeah, and this weirdo want us to put a penny in there, and they're Googling it like I was trying to figure this out. Is this a like, thing? What? Is it like, did Gwyneth Paltrow talk I, about dropping pennies in your chocolate? Next or? week, it's going to be a TikTok thing. Make your hot choco uh, king The penny chocolate register. Bloop.com. That's the sound a penny makes when it hits your hot chocolate. That classic thing you do with a meme on a website. No, that'll be like... I just put, uh, uh, I, don't, I can't do it, an impression of the TikTok voice. Like, I just put a penny in my hot chocolate. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. Exactly. They wouldn't put a penny in my chocolate. I'm Rocket Raccoon, and I'll say the word gay. <laughs> it used to be a thing where he couldn't say <laughs> I'm Rocket Raccoon. It's I like want a, a penny heart. in my chocolate and one for my boyfriend. I'm Rocket Raccoon. A penny in my chocolate feels like it needs an urban dictionary. <laughs> so Matt Ridley has an article. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Matt Ridley's uh, spoken a couple times, but he brought up, I think he has a new article that just came out talking about fusion and like, hey, Things are moving fast in Fusion. We've got some new innovations with uh, uh, superconductors. There's also new improvements using computers to do complex reactor design and to monitor stuff. We should be thinking about the idea within a decade. By the end of this decade, we may have Fusion systems that are online and providing power. Maybe by the, the upper end of the decade, but it is a, a power, a very, very high possibility there. Uh, so we're talking about uh, net positive energy output. Yes, the best kind. Uh, 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 does he speculate on what kind of return rate we're seeing? Like uh, for every, I don't know, 100 kilowatts we put in, we get 101 yeah. kilowatts? How or? quickly could we put one on the back of a DeLorean? <laughs> um, I mean, as far as the actual numbers of what it's going to cost, that's going to be challenging. And his biggest concern is that it might be something that we may have it, but then it gets, it should be, he's, his argument is, we should treat it like any other industrial facility, and if we tried it, if we do what we did with nuclear, where we make it so cost-effective that the industry industry can't advantage or move on. Because, like, part of the reason we've had nuclear disasters is it's so hard to build a nuclear reactor. We keep really old ones online, and that's where yeah. a lot of the problems stem from. Is that is that it is such a, a costly proposition to do that? And there should be safety with nuclear reactors. There needs to be safety of fusion reactors because some of them can do have contaminations of the walls or some materials that happen to those over time. So nobody's seriously saying, you know, laissez-faire, do nothing, put it in your garage, we don't care. But it's also like, let's not make it so restrictive, we never do it, and we keep, you know, wanting to do things that are going to be less efficient. So 
Uh, man, this is where we get into the real sauce of, of like current opinion versus long-term history perception of things like, uh, uh, for, you know, right now it's very difficult to open a fission reactor, uh, because, you know, we're all understandably terrified for various reasons of, uh, fission, uh, if if we applied the same thing to fusion, I would be very sad about that. Yeah, uh, that there'd be a lot of scaremongering about. Well, I mean, uh, what, a, a technological breakthrough. I mean, so so far, uh, what uh, uh, Chernobyl and Fukushima, notwithstanding, um, you know, uh, Three Mile Island had no no fatalities at all associated with it. Um, it, it. It is a scary technology and understood, but it is also the greenest, most efficient technology by the numbers across the board. Economists are all scratching their overly sized noggins about why we don't have a bazillion D more reactors. That's, that's this thing with uh, France, right? Cause like France went all in on, on nuclear and, and now their, their output, their emissions output is lower, you know, uh, uh you know, com- yeah, comparatively lost. worldwide because they like, but nuclear. Went in, yeah, they went, they went in on this. So is, is it a, uh, Emeritus argument to say um, either on either side, uh, and I, I, I honestly can see both perceptions. Uh, is is it just a branding issue that nuclear has, or is it a um, a risk mitigation sensible thing to not engage with nuclear and and do safer seeming technologies like wind and solar? Uh, I'm gonna go conspiracy theory here. Yeah. Uh. It's been, I would say, reasonably well established that, like, Gazprom, the Russian uh, energy company, was funding anti-fracking, funding uh, anti-natural gas projects. That there's been ties to that because the Russian oil industry is like, we don't want these things, they're competitive. And they found it very easy to funnel money to groups who may have been earnest and sincere, but basically to try to give them way more money and resources to be able to go after that. And historically, there was the argument that part of what our anti-nuclear sentiment was the same thing. It was it was not a new playbook for the Russians, was if you want to deter the Western development of nuclear capabilities, fund groups that are anti-nuclear and give them extra resources to do this. And basically, that's a thing that's... I've seen pretty good evidence that was a thing that happened. And not to say that these groups weren't organic and didn't want to do this, but they were being... It was to the benefit of at the time during the Cold War of the Soviets to limit our, our nuclear development. And we've seen things where there are cases where extreme cases of people trying to shut down like nuclear submarines and stuff like this that look like, man, this is really, really things have been these guys. But anyhow, I would argue that part of the problem is, is we haven't, we've ignored, like if, if we start to get people pushing against fusion, I would imagine that a lot of it might be like what happened with electric where you had Oil companies were funding research, funding things to say these things aren't really good, they're not that efficient, blah, 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 and eventually Tesla won out. You know, and that's the thing that I remember seeing a lot of those people I know, like, you should be supporting this company. Why aren't you? And they're like, well, they're getting their arguing points from, you know, where this funding's coming from. And I would say some of the anti-nuclear thing, it's the same thing. It's sometimes it's the same people the environmentalists are pointing their fingers at are saying it's bad, and they're like going around the other way. It's like, cool, keep this other thing from happening. Uh, Justin, how much of Just that is... is- um, no, 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 I mean, like, like, like legislate, I mean, I mean, ultimately, you know, we live in a Republic and legislation matters and, and, yeah. and let's say fusion is as perfect as we dared hope, but it's going to take away 
uh, coal or, or let's say right now Texas is doing a lot of fracking for liquid uh, natural gas petroleum. Uh, uh, all of a sudden there's a reason for lobbyists to tactically block stuff or whatever. Like how much of that should we... I, I guess my question is, how much good faith do we see in any of this? <laughs> well, I think politically you get into a different issue where there's you know NIMBY politics of, of people might be for nuclear energy. Uh, cool, we're going to put it within sight line of your house. No, I am anti-nuclear energy. You need to do it some other place. You need to store the waste some other place. And it's like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll store it in the Nevada desert. No, that'll become an issue statewide for the next 30 years with, with Yucca Mountain. So it's like, uh, uh, there is, there's, there's, there's a lot of, of sort of politics because it does have a stink on it because Chernobyl was a, was, was, was such a disaster because, uh, we saw what happened with, with, uh, uh Fukushima. So it's like, there is, there's this element of probably unfairly, considering there are two incidents in the like 70 year history of, of this technology's development. Uh, but you know, uh, 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 there's, there's three. a stink. Yeah. A three mile Island. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, and, and, and also on top of that, uh, I, I did see in the chat, uh, I think it was gambling man mentioned, uh, uh, waste disposal is a concern, but, uh, man, I, I could have sworn a few years ago, I was reading an article about how, uh, uh, fourth and uh, on generations of nuclear facilities could take the waste from the previous ones and use that as fuel yeah. where it just yeah, becomes safer and safer. Breeder reactors, and, and literally you can put things in, you know, we put things in mines in that we dig out in the bottom of mountains that have been geologically stable for like hundreds of millions of years. So like there's the disposal thing, other than like Justin pointed the not in my backyard, that doesn't really... That's more of a aesthetic issue than yeah. a, uh, you know, we literally have volcanoes spewing out hot lava on the surface. Uh, literally, I don't know if you know this, on our planet right now, these dangerous things. Yeah, but that's pretty. CO2. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. We took my kids to Hawaii. We got to see it. It was adorable. I want to start shutting down volcanoes. <laughs> I want to start shutting down volcanoes. It's about time that we <laughs> shut these menaces down. <laughs> uh, it was a story over the past week. Fire bad. <laughs> that Finland is building a building a, a waste site Volcano? like this. No, a a, a nuclear waste site where they have dug very deep underground. They are going to put the waste uh, in a very stable part of the earth that they believe will hold it for. I want to say hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. Um. And so they like put the nuclear waste they cover yeah. them in that and they cover in like concrete and they put it how, like how, how far well, we can just like fedex them ours and, Th and 1300 and, uh, feet into the crust they'll, they'll, they'll go and check it down there and just say uh, uh, hey, you, see you, you know what's funny is i i hear this and i'm just like yes i'm a whole all the way in and i imagine just uh, the splinter universe where bryce says and it's going to be in the very border of West Austin. And suddenly, <laughs> deep from my belly, I feel like, hell no. It's just a small, it's just I one hole. I don't trust it. I ain't trying to turn into a ninja turtle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like burying it will work until we figure out fusion. <laughs> if there is, but on the, on the potential side, I do think that, thinking about what is and not to say oh we know there, there could be setbacks that happen but if we do get we handle fusion responsibly and we have that a lot of things when you start thinking about things that we do, there's so many things we don't do because just the cost the energy cost is too high you take uh lithium that's uh elon musk tesla had their uh, you know they did their like quarterly announcement one of the things that elon pointed out says if you were young and you wanted to get rich start 
some company involving producing lithium. Because lithium, which powers, which which is not powers, which is lithium, which is what we build modern battery technology on top of. Lithium is a resource. There's just there is plenty of it out there, but extracting it is costly. Right. And when you start thinking about recycling, if you wanted to recycle batteries, one of the ways you do them is you freeze them down, you grind it up, turn it into a powder, you burn it off, whatever. You produce a lot of byproducts you don't want, mainly like CO2, et cetera. When you start having really cheap fusion, CO2 scrubbers and systems that literally suck CO2 out of the atmosphere and build bricks and other materials become cost effective. Desalinization. Much of the, there's good parts of the world that are arid that don't have enough water. And if you could, people are like, oh, we should just desalinate water like, or salt water, but it's like, that's expensive. If you want to pay, you know, a dollar a gallon of water, cruel. But with fusion, these things become literally changing, making our landscape greener, pulling CO2 out of the environment. There's this, it just flips a switch as far as what's possible. And it's, then you think about, cool, what will be our problems then? They're going to feel even bigger than the ones we have now, though. It'll be very different. Uh, that is, and we've, we've touched on this before, but this is one of those all caps things you must not talk about in public. <laughs> but um, uh, boy, oh boy, when you look at how much humanity has solved in the last 120 years, you know, uh, 120 years ago, there was not a single heavier than air aircraft that, that could fly. Or mm -hmm. whatever. And it seems like we've come a long way. Uh, and we're looking at a problem that is thousands of years in the making and will you know, uh, uh, require intense energy to scrub CO2 from the atmosphere and more science to correct or whatever. Um, if anyone ever catches me uh, a bit heretical about being worried about the climate, it's mainly because the track record of humanity has proven that uh, uh, g it seems like the track record is give humanity about 20 minutes and we seem to figure out some pretty smart things. And uh, unlocking massive amounts of energy that can do things like scrub CO2 from the atmosphere that can um, uh, replace current, uh, uh, you know, uh, climate change promoting chemicals or whatever. Um, uh, I, I remember the day I read the article about uh, differentiating between someone who was a climate change denier and what he branded a climate change heretic. And the heretic is like, oh, yeah, no, it's happening. Yep, we're doing it. Uh, but also... We'll probably figure it out, <laughs> and uh, 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 which is a very unpopular opinion because the natural response is how, and we're like, I don't know, someone will figure it out. we had we had some time. <laughs> is we're gonna vacuum the atmosphere like in Spaceballs? Yeah, it, she's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> it's a well, line it is, from Spaceballs, it Bryce. It's a movie. It, it's parodying Star Wars. It is. And yet, when you read like the IPCC reports and stuff, and the and the the actual predictions, and not the media ones, uh, the the media hyped up versions, and and the actual the the most likely ones aren't great news in the long term. Like that, very clear. But they are. You go like, okay, most of the impacts going to be later part of the century, etc. So if we keep developing things like solar and nuclear now, and then we start focusing more on carbon scrubbing, etc., like. Uh, it's 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 hard because like you you think about like imagine somebody 50 years ago trying to solve the problems of today you know somebody in 1972 looking at what we face right now and saying well this is what we'll have to do i'm like i don't know that those solutions are you know that, that you based on 1972 technology like right uh, uh bryce it looked like you had a a, a take oh um uh, I, I basically irresponsibly suggested that because we figured out things so far, we would continue to figure out things. Oh, well, no, um, like uh, the 
what are, are Andrew or does any is anybody seeing any anti fusion rhetoric or like because well, I mean I mean and granted not at least I only have my own perspective but like I I know what the promise of fusion is which is clean safe power and so I feel like like yeah nuclear nuclear fission has obviously a huge history but fusion is supposed to be the next level a very i i i suspect the the regulatory knives come out when jobs become threatened and anybody uh, in any en- energy sector or trillion dollar sovereign wealth funds based upon oil which there are a couple of those yeah and, and we've seen that like that's yeah uh a a a Side, I want to get down this I mean, rabbit hole. But, but I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, organizations and groups who would enjoy for us to be reliant on other sources of energy for as long as possible. But like those messages and that lobbying, I have to imagine, is only so strong as to what the people that those messages reach. Uh, we we might be able to see a microcosm of this over the last 20 years. And maybe I'm projecting, and I, uh, I would wager that Andrew knows much more about this than I do. Uh, but, but it seemed like I'll there was a lot that of, bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it seemed like there was a lot of anti Tesla hype right up until the moment that general motors had all electrics that they were offering and there were other competitors. And then all of a sudden it was about how electric cars are great. Uh, so, so in other words, uh, uh, I, I assume, this is the tactician in me, that w- it, as we see in our other show, Cord Killers, uh, all the rhetoric about like, no, film can't go away, digital can't ever replace film, that's all, that's all smokescreen for give us enough time to develop our own digital method of distribution or whatever over the top networks will never be as good as cable networks, which is code for give us some time to distribute these boxes or whatever. Well, and also sometimes it's not even intentional. It's just, that's the thing. I remember talking to somebody who worked with a major conglomerate that owned a channel that was having declining numbers. And I'm like, what are you guys going to do about the declining numbers? They're like, Oh, it's not really what you think. We are noticing this big uptick with online and da, 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 da. And then, you know, two years later, like, oh, yeah, this channel's really declining, blah, blah, blah. But here's our new offering we're doing. And right. so everything I said to them was true. And I believe they thought they were correct, but they were in a state of denial about it because they didn't have an out. They didn't have a, they didn't have an alternative. Yeah. So they had to convince themselves that their choice was right until mm-hmm. they couldn't anymore. Because after two years of just kept loss after loss after loss, the lie became just hard for them to convince well, themselves. And, 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 it's like it's like uh, 31 days ago when CNN Plus launched. <laughs> it was like, these are exactly the numbers. We're on track to hit exactly what we want. And then 31 days later, everyone got fired. You're like, well, you know, we knew from the beginning when we created CNN Plus that nobody would want this. And that's why we had to do it. We're done. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I credit to them to just... They tried. They tried. They thought maybe there's a, somebody made an argument. Hey, we think maybe there's an audience out there that wants to hear. You know, we'll pay for these personalities at this level. Yep. Um, and also, there might have been. It, it might have been too big of a bundle. Maybe they should have made a split it into five dollar bundles for each. I don't know, but like it, it sounded like that there were internal rumblings of many people who did not want CNN Plus to launch before they could merge HBO and Discovery. There and all was that stuff. yeah, there and was so a I lot of stuff with the, the big part. Yeah, the it. old CEO and and you know the, that was. Uh, I almost got the sense that they 
launched that so it could suck so internally they could leak the numbers so they could pull the plug and and just cycle everything in and out as fast as possible I don't think no. that's a crazy idea. I don't what? know, though. I mean, who am I? Uh, uh, Marty well, Media? Do you know anything about the news? I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll be talking about in After Things. What's that? Well, what happened just now, a little while ago, officially. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh damn. All I know is I text our friend Brett Ronceville while we were doing the show. Uh, so do you get a flamethrower now? That <laughs> 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 comes so in the bundle. We'll be talking about... And after things, the implications of uh, Elon Musk, among his many, 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 many things taking on, now deciding to take on one of the most important social media platforms there is. What's this going to mean, et cetera? We don't know. We don't know. But that's never stopped us. I, I just imagine him walking into the bowels of Twitter like the uh, 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 government regulators and Ghostbusters and just turning I, off the block. Uh, the block containment I, field as eggs fly all over the place and then over the horizon of Manhattan, the gigantic the, the marshmallow footprints of Donald Trump. I just hope over. they're crisis counselors on the scene and they're talking to whoever, you know, the, the, the Apple manufacturers in China who built their nets and stuff. I just want everybody to be. Yeah. What? Be, you know, what are we talking about? Why are we talking about are, nets? We will talk about that in we're talking about down, Twitter. They're things. down 03. Twitter.com. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, let's talk about uh, picks, Suicide. huh? Uh, I got I, a pick. I, I got a pick, too. Oh, Which you, one wants you, to go first? You, you go first. So I, I could saw, look up, so I could look up my pick. I saw <laughs> the Batman. Oh, how's that? From weeks and weeks ago, I just got a text message from Andrew. You see the Batman? Mm. And I said, no. I It was South by Southwest. There's a bunch of stuff happening. Then I got another text like five days later. Did you see the Batman yet? No, I hadn't. I got a call from Andrew. Hey, did you see the Batman though? No, I hadn't. I finally am on the road. I watched the Batman and I really liked it. I, I think that there were, there were issues. There I'm were, shocked. There were, there were things that I, I know because he just wanted to talk to me about it. Uh, uh, so things I really, really liked. It has a tremendous weight of creating an entire universe of Gotham that I really, really liked. It felt classic in a way that was true to the character, that was true to kind of the the comic sensibilities of it. It's a first and foremost a Batman movie, not a Bruce Wayne movie. Every Batman movie leading up through this has nominally been about like, why does Bruce Wayne, a normal man who's troubled, <laughs> want to be a vigilante? He shows up, Batman shows up, and he has a Rorschach uh, from Watchmen monologue about the city streets. He is like, whenever Bruce Wayne shows up, he's just this liability to Batman's existence. Uh, and that's rad. Uh, uh, issues, it's long, pacing, I get it. Uh, but boy, uh, uh, when you think about, if I were to list just on a piece of paper, what do I really like about the Batman universe? It got eight out of the 10 things that I would list that normally film franchises take three movies, three or four movies to kind of uh, experience. It's a very, very rich world, and I really dug it. Hmm, nice. Is it, uh, uh, I was going to ask if it's worth seeing in theaters, but I think because it's on HBO that it's not on theaters. <laughs> that is not. It's not <laughs> worth it. Don't uh, go, people. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's definitely three hours. 
I noticed that it was three hours. It's definitely three hours. Uh, and it's so long that the only thing I've seen is the 10 minutes that was removed, cut for time, that is a brilliant Silence of the Lambs-esque monologue between Batman and the Joker uh, oh, really? on oh, YouTube. Wow. Yeah, like I... That standalone, I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. He's going to another madman to get advice on this. And I'm. this is very good. Why did it get cut? It's like because the movie is very long. Yeah. I will say also it's it really, I mean, it very obviously takes from Seven. It is It is very Seven-inspired uh, Batman movie down to the fact that it's constantly raining. and <laughs> Like hot take from our audience there, Agents Fire. I enjoyed the movie. It's definitely a better movie than Morbius. <laughs> I know one person who would disagree with that. Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> uh but yeah. Uh uh good stuff. And and the cast is great. Zoe Kravitz is I think my favorite Batgirl. Or not a Batgirl, a Catwoman. Uh uh she was great. Awesome. She was great too. I think they've all done a great job. Yeah, I think for all the acting time. was awesome. Yeah. Uh very nice. I got to pick a little bit closer to home, uh, a little bit closer to all of our orbits. Uh, some of you guys know the talented magic duo, uh, uh, Barry and Stewart. Um, Barry Jones has a Kickstarter for his uh, graphic novel called The Book of Nile. And uh, it's very good. I read all uh, nearly 200 pages uh, in wow. one sitting. It uh, uh, is all drawn and written by him. And it explores uh, a, a aspect of mental health that I was unfamiliar with called uh, depersonalization and derealization, the, the vague sense that, that uh, someone is disconnected from the reality of who they, like it's not the real them, that they're just following along, they feel disassociated from things. Uh, Barry mentions in the video that this is something that, that he experiences and tried to put into art. Um, he also mixes in with it over the course of the graphic novel without spoiling. Uh, as, as a magician, Andrew, I'm sure uh, uh, you're familiar with some of the uh, illusions that, that you can uh, weave into these kind of narratives, especially in a visual medium. He also does some wonderful storytelling uh, moments that, that uh, you know, where, where they say the medium is the message. Um, I liked it very, very much, and I think it. I I think that I can strongly, strongly recommend everybody go ahead and put in whatever will get you a physical copy of this because you will enjoy it. But also, uh, this this is obviously a very powerful passion project uh, for Barry. And uh, how'd you get your hands on it? Uh, he wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to send a thing to him. I got his email. I want. I, I I backed it. I backed it when I saw when I saw him first post about it on Twitter. So uh, I'm 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 annoyed. You got to read it before. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna send it. I'll send you a copy. No, I'm gonna yell at I'm him. Gonna, I'm gonna pirate it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you say never no. Trust it. How the hell would you send it to Brian, man? Like I know you. Uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the stuff I want to talk about the most are are spoilers. Uh, uh, but but it's delightful. Um, nice. It's it's wonderful. It's really really good uh, uh, across the board, and it makes it all the happier that it's a it's a friend of ours and a friend of the show doing it super talented guy super. yeah i didn't know that he did this so i just backed it yeah very cool uh i've got a pick yeah um i uh I, I ended up binging this over the weekend um i was very excited about it because i was i was i'm very well aware of it um 
even before it came out. It is uh, the new uh, series on Netflix, Heartstopper. Um, this is uh, a uh, this was a, based on a web comic or a webtoon graphic novel, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's it's uh, basically just a, a a good queer coming of age story, um, and it's very well it's it's very well written. The the the, the woman who made the original comic wrote and um, I don't think she directed it, but she she's she wrote and created the series, and so yeah, uh, it feels a lot like the comic, and it feels very true to it. Um, but it also um, <laughs> it realizes that uh, queer stories need to have conflicts that aren't ah. just coming out oh. and so you actually have what you have is a story about a small group of friends and you're mostly focused on one or two of them but all of their kind of little stories and conflicts. fully fully realized characters yeah oh that's interesting for netflix and <laughs> queer stories it's not just a bunch of caricatures slapping up against each other and Two then having a slow motion say. kiss at the end so they can celebrate yeah um yeah. like I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've seen Love Simon and I've watched oh, Love Victor. On. And uh-oh. sorry, I just wrote down Justin's description and I sold it to Netflix. Oh, okay, go yeah. ahead. Oh, oh man. Uh, and like one of the things that really blew me away by it was like the story. I don't think that the story is necessarily um, out of the box. Let's say yeah. it's about a a quiet kid with dark hair who likes a jock and the jock realizes he's bi yeah. um like it, it, it's not trying to reinvent the wheel it is yeah it, yeah, it is a pretty a common fantasy yeah <laughs> basically um but what makes it feel different is that it is set in today and that the it is more likely than ever for this to not be a fantasy like that sure. like that actually probably can happen like people who play rugby like can be bisexual sometimes are bisexual it's uh, um, uh wow. people it, who play rugby are sometimes bisexual so sometimes people dance and they're not in a town that has banned dancing <laughs> <laughs> and so but um but wait a minute oh yeah that it, town had very good reasons for banning dance and it's exactly very, very clear john lithgow's character was multi-dimensional because they'd had a tragedy involving teens and it was a town suffering a lot of pain and loss and they thought that by banning dancing they could protect their youth and mostly they wanted to channel all their energy into bisexual rugby <laughs> yes. uh, but if they'd known if they'd known it is uh very true to the, to the webcomic i would say if you've read it i also think just go read the webcomic but mm-hmm. um the other thing is that a lot happens in the eight half hour episodes that it is. This is a short watch where a lot of stuff happens. So things are constantly popping. Yes, it is. I, I will tell you this. The end of the season is not the two of these guys getting together. That is like very early on. They have other issues. They're on Mars. They're time traveling. That's right. That's right. They're playing rugby that is bisexual mm-hmm. oh, would, it be, would be... it be great if it was sold like as a queer drama but instead it's just friday night lights and it's all about who wins the rugby game <laughs> well, yeah. no here's, exactly. here's our in it a lot we're gonna go to netflix and we're gonna appear this is gonna be our pitch it's like say anything but queer it's like breakfast club but queer and exactly. that could be a fascinating like re- reimagining all of those sort of stories from a different lens might make it kind of it might got, be an interesting got, way for people to look like at it's like i got i got queer i got a pitch for netflix all right it's a horror it's a horror thing right oh, okay. oh dear uh uh and everybody who shares their password gets disemboweled <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I could. Oh, I'll use my mom's. <laughs> no! No. <laughs> Just blood everywhere. I've never heard of queer themes in horror. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, but queer. But also queer. Also, it's also, yeah, it's a gay. The conclusion of this it's moral a gay ethics uh, uh, sermon I'm giving, uh, uh, mm-hmm. never share your password. <laughs> God said so. Yep. Hey, kid, you want some passwords? Uh, uh, yes, what, man, the devil says would, so, too. I, <laughs> and then I the, would say that we are... The evolution, I think, is, is fascinating because you look at now where you have stories like if I were to describe our flag means death, the fact that it's about a love story between guys, part of it, but it's not like the first thing I tell like, oh, these characters and this, the complexity yeah. of this. And, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a romance between two men who have this different come from different worlds. And it's neat that we're in the era we can be in storytelling and have very complicated people and that that's a factor of this. It's mm-hmm. not thing that's hidden or whatever, but it is a thing that you go, oh, this is a very interesting way to look at all this. And, and yeah. it's not it's not specialty. It's mainstream. Yeah. Like, like you yeah, can tell exactly. this in, in, in a mainstream way. And and yeah. And, yeah. And and like that is the shift that we're seeing between this and any number of other shows I could say and then spoil. But um like it, we F1. are realizing you can write stories where prominent characters are not straight and you can't you need to have more than that as your um, plot. So, um, where'd you find it? Is it in the, was, in the chat? Yeah, I was it's going to wait chat. until we were just done. Show it, <laughs> just show it. It's it's a great image. Back, back in the nineties, what's your movie about? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <a> big... <laughs> I sell those pants, by the way. <laughs> uh, anyway, Heartstopper. It's on Netflix. It's great. Heartstopper. <laughs> My pick is I watched the uh, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. I think that's what it was. It was produced, uh, oh, yeah. directed by Joe Berlinger, documentary series about John Wayne Gacy, which has been a lot of stuff about Gacy. This had access to some audio tapes, where which previously had been released, and you just hear him talking and talking, and you realize he's kind of a crazy evil dude. And just so a liar. Podcasts. Yeah. He was podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he was, he was planning. Uh, one day, there'll be a medium. Uh, and so what's an interesting backstory, one of the things they, they talked to is, you know, one of the guys who survived, who got away and whatnot in his story. And so or they had got a lot of good archival footage and interviews and stuff with people and people who worked on the case. And it really starts from the point of view of his last victim and the timeline of them trying to find out what happened to them and then Gacy and the case against Gacy. So it's the clock ticking and they go back to early days of Gacy. He is a very complex guy and there's more to it too that, that, that like, I'd be like, Oh, they could have gotten to this, but also some stuff like, I don't know how well known that is. Like I knew a guy that used to correspond with John Wayne Gacy. Um, Personally you did. I didn't, but I know somebody who did. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, somebody I knew who, who used to go write to Gacy and had letters from him and stuff. And wow. It was weird. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> And then there's that guy who was like kind of creepy how much he knew about John Wayne Gacy too. Like, well, actually, you know, he read this book, which da 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 this and this book. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write this down for research because <laughs> I'm kind of terrified that yeah. you're telling me that this was the book that inspired him to start killing people this way. And you really know this book really well. So mm. anyhow. There's a second um, shooter out there. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, it's worth, if you want to learn about the John Wayne Gacy case, I think it's, it's really, they talked to his attorney they talk to the prosecutors. They talk to everybody around it, et cetera. So oh. conversation with killer, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Very cool. I feel like we saw, I feel like I maybe saw the trailer for that 
while we were for cord killers or watch a lot of trailers for cord killers. Um, and they always seem very interesting. These like, we found the tapes. We're going to just show you all yeah. these tapes that you'd never heard of. And that's, that's one of those black abysses that I'm too terrified to look into for fear that I would see something that would <laughs> like, like, I, I, I don't know what is good in there. <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the things that is, is they, they talked to a person who was a gay historian talking about part of the problem was at the time you had marginalized young men who were ignored by their families and the police reluctance to look into this. Even the situation where one of the people who escaped described Gacy trying to kill him or whatever. And the police like, yeah, we, it's just a gay thing. We don't really care. And that's, and you look at the number of times that's happened. And so to just to be aware how people who are pushed towards the margins become victims. I think that it really, from a case of, there is, I, to your point, Brian, like, yeah, I don't want the sensational, like, look at his kill count, but, like, why did we ignore? This guy killed 30-plus people, 30-plus young men in one area. How does that happen? How does that take place? And how do we ignore it? And it's like, well, who are we ignoring now? That's another part of it, you know? And so that, that would say that was a thing for me was realizing, oh, my God, like, like, there was a lack of empathy or compassion for some of these people, even the ones who came forward, because, well, you're part of this culture, and, and that's different. Mm. So. Yeah. Very cool. Conversations with the killer. He's a clown. Number of serial killer clowns, at least one. Number of serial killer magicians so far, so far zero. Mm. So. In maybe, your face, clowns. Maybe disappearing yeah. was their greatest trick. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I found out that there was a serial killer in Austin in the 1800s that had the worst name for a serial killer ever. Wait, is he the reason that we have all those moon towers today? Yes. Yeah. Do you know the name? No, I've forgotten it. Bryce, do you know the name? Um, it, uh, Eric Stab You in the Heart. <laughs> it would be a better name <laughs> than Servant Girl Annihilator. Oh, man, that's pretty dope. Oh, wow. Let me guess, did he find servant girls and annihilate <laughs> and them? And annihilate it. It's like, wait, like the 1800s, apparently we hadn't invented wordplay yet. I don't know, that, but but we had invented gamer tags. By the way, <laughs> predated Jack the Ripper, who has such a better name. Much better name for Jack the Ripper. Wow. Serving I mean, the uh, Jack the Ripper sounds like somebody who would uh, spout wisdom after uh, uh, sucking on a bong at a party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you got to hear Jack the Ripper riff on Pluto. Oh, he yeah, also but I'm going to defend the name. Okay, um, go. <laughs> Zag, zag to this right, thing. Right, zag on this Jack thing. Jack the Ripper. What does Jack the Ripper do? Yeah, rips. I don't know. He yeah. rips. So he's gas. a surfer. He's a surfer. What, Jack the he's Ripper. A surfer? Is his name Jack? Okay. Hey. Um. Hi. I'm. I'm John the Farmhand. Do I need to be worried about the servant girl annihilator? <laughs> no. You're it depends. Good. You don't do you have any servant girls. I, I, I'm Joanne. I'm a servant girl. Do I need to be worried about the servant girl annihilator? <laughs> yes, you know Joanne. I'm in yeah, full circle. I'm on Andrew's side. That's it's a great name. Use, it's a great baby. name. <laughs> and he did have two other names, by the way: the Austin Axe Murderer and the Midnight Assassin. They both sound like loser wrestlers. <laughs> yes, All that's right. like, yeah, that is a. Uh, so I would say that I'm a believer that one of the best forms of information is transmissibility. Does that little bit of information convey what you Servant need to Servant girl know? Yeah. annihilator. Uh, Not even killer. Or, Joe, uh, annihilator. Uh, annihilator. Jack the Ripper teaches CrossFit, I think is well, my favorite it, thing for the chat. And we know, <laughs> we, we know that that was, that was a, that was a, Imagine Justin with a big handlebar mustache sitting yeah. in the Austin Chronicle. Ah, oh, we've got a man killing servant girls. What do we call them? How about the servant girl killer? 
and Justin's like, you know, old Spice tiny Back to the Future to Justin. <laughs> the servant <laughs> girl melts <laughs> No, he doesn't melt them. Yeah. Well, uh, Annihilator. That's it. Uh, home by five, boys. We settled it. <laughs> don't don't have all of your matter wiped Here from existence. Here is the headline the for <laughs> the. Uh, this is the headline <laughs> announcing the the servant girl Annihilator. Hell broke loose. Could not more appall the good people of the capital city than the dark and damnable deeds done in the blackness of night by fiends. Uh, dude, I mean, we used to be a country, a proper country. <laughs> we used to know how to write things. That's exactly. It's good stuff. So, how's it, how's it been? There you go. Yeah. Gentlemen. It's been annihilated. It's been weird. I'm not even. Hey, by the girl. way, I, I applied for that summer camp scholarship where I was gonna, but I choked. God, God. Uh, Epstein. Oh Christ. 